This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We're going to be in the book of Genesis mainly. Um, Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4. And um, it's sort of like a sequel because the Lord always has us on this curricular journey. But it's a prophetic curricular journey. And um, dealing with our evangelistic purpose in the midst of this uh, spiritual maturity series. Today, looking at Genesis 12, 1 through 4, uh, in the King James Version, reading to your hearing, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, this is our new witness, Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. Imagine that as to move away from his family, from his familiar spot. And, and it says, from thy father's house. And he had to go unto a land that God is saying, I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot, that's his nephew, went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. We see here God is speaking out this revelation of the Abrahamic covenants. And uh, every dispensation wherein man is tested to the revealed will of God, there's a covenant also in the midst of that dispensation. So we see here that God is going to, amen, increase and advance uh, his kingdom of holy people through Abraham. It's going forward from Adam and his seed and going forward now we see Abraham coming forth. Amen. The Spirit of God is using Abraham's, uh, in this sense, he's, brought, he's what? Abram. So I'm going to say what his name was at the first, before he was uh, anointed uh, in a higher spot. But the Spirit of God is using Abram's spiritual and mental renewal as a wake-up call for all of us today. Today's culture is boldly sounding out its wantonness voice, and it's doing it loudly and clearly. The tenets of holy heritage that the church of our Lord once boldly stood for, the world is saying, is passe. My God. However, to the surprise of that deliberate delusion, there is a great crowd of witnesses who have not bowed to the philosophy of this unto a generation, have not bowed to Balaam of the broad way. There's a broad way that leads to death, my God. Many are going to find that. But few find the straight and narrow. Isn't that right? It's time for God's people to come out of their covert cavalier caves uh, and to be counted among those who have not lost their righteous minds. As Moses took attendance in the wilderness, I ask as uh, led by God, who is on the Lord's side? 
For it is unashamedly that we are going to be called of God to have the courage to live by faith. We cannot please God without faith. Anything done outside of faith, God considers sin. Anything you do outside of faith. He said, in all thy ways, what? Acknowledge him. And he's going to do what? Direct our path. We think God is, is not aware of finances and he can direct our financial life. I can't hear nobody. Uh, he don't know about family. You know, he, he, he's not a husband, not a wife. Uh, he can't uh, direct my family matters. You know, he can't direct me in my job. He don't know what this job is all about. My God. But God said, I will direct you in all your paths. Has he not created us? It was he that made us and not we ourselves. And we are going against the grain when we walk with God. The earth is falling. It's going against God. But when you get saved for real in the core of your being and God transforms you, you begin to be a salmon swimming upstream. And you need courage to do that. So that's why we're talking today about this message, the courage to live by faith. Amen. This is not any old faith. This is the holy faith from God's holy word. Are you one that is willing to take a stand for the Lord in these perilous times that we live in? These last and evil days that we are living in no matter how inconvenient it may be can you one stand up for christ can you number two stand against popular culture can you number three stand strong for the unadulterated biblical values of the christian family we have to be very specific like that in these modern days where there are there are so many pronouns amen thank god so many added colors to the rainbow we cannot apathetically allow the world to come in and capture our hearts, homes, and our heavenly purpose. We can walk in holy assertiveness as we embrace the power of God's liberating grace, which will enable true lovers of God to have the courage to live by faith. The scripture is revealing to us that God's word leads to faith. Abram was an idolater. Amen. He worshiped idols when God called him. You can check that out in Joshua 24 and 2. It was reiterated. God revealed all his glory to him, according to Acts 7 and 2, and then spoke to him. Isn't that great? Joshua 24 and 2, the King James Version. And Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in the old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, and they served other gods. They were reminded there that they left those gods to serve the one and true living God. It's the reason why Joshua had to reiterate that, because people had started looking back like Lot's wife, looking back, looking back at Egypt. Oh, I kind of miss Egypt. They wanted to go, go back. There's no time to be going backwards when you are on a trek forward in faith. Amen. And God has given you, amen, directions for your feet. He has given you marching orders. Amen. 
How dare we stiffen our neck and go against God? A little bit of trouble comes, and here we go. We're ready to murmur against the move of God. We worship the comfort of our soul, what our soul is used to, the comfort zone. When God tries to stretch us, it's unfamiliar, and then we get a little shaken, get a little testy, and here comes our lips. Out comes the murmuring, my God. Acts 7 and 2 said, and he said, men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Karan. So God was showing them in reiteration there in the chapter of Acts after the Holy Ghost fell. We cannot go backwards. Amen. Uh, they came out of the idolater land to be pulled out of there to formulate a new land with a new holy policy. So Abram turned from vain idols to walk with the Lord God. And all of this was by God's grace, not of anything that Abram had in mind. God tapped him on the shoulder and woke him up, sobered him up, and he listened. Amen. He did it to others, but others turned a stiff neck and said, no, these idols are good enough. You can poof be gone, God. But look at Abram. He listened. He heard the word and submitted himself to it. The hearing of the word can create faith, according to John 5.24 and Romans 10.17. John 5.24 says in Jesus' words, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me. See, Jesus is the messenger pointing them to God the Father. He said, believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. You got to hear the word and believe. Believe is an all-intensive word. There's a lot going on with believe. You're being transformed when you believe. It's not just saying, "Oh, I, I, I understand and kind of, kind of, uh, I can kind of agree that Jesus did exist." That's not the kind of believe that no. he's talking about. No. For demons believe in God yeah. and even tremble. You got to do more than just that surfacey kind of believe and a little bit of soulish trembling. My God, you got to go past that. God didn't say live at the altar. You got to lay stuff down at the altar, then leave the altar and go live in a holy way by the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to believe on him that sent him. And then you're going to have everlasting life. You're not going to have everlasting life. You depending on your soul, my God. Soul is not enough. That's right. God said, I'm here to what? Save your soul. Thank God. If it wasn't for the soul, Jesus wouldn't have to come. Uh -huh. Our torn souls. We need, uh, let us know we need Jesus. Uh -huh. Then look at Jesus. He's saying, uh, then shall come unto him, uh, shall not come unto him condemnation. See, when you get saved and have everlasting life, you're not going to have to experience condemnation. But it's passed from death unto what? Life. Jesus said it right there in Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh what? First by what? Hearing. And hearing can only be, be found out by what? The word of God. It's the same God that said, let there be. The word is, is a life producing word. Amen. It's a sin demolishing word. Amen. Again, God's creative word is at work. He was there at the dawning of our history, moving darkness and the lack of purpose 
out of the way with his powerful let there be. When our spiritual ears are open to really hear Jesus for real, Jesus, you know, is the living word. We should answer him in a positive, constructive way and not turn a deaf ear of defiance. We do it so easily. We should turn our head to see where he's going to lead and not allow the rigor mortis of our uh, rebellious stiff neck to cause us to miss our blessing. The creator wants to create in us a clean heart and to renew the right spirit where within us. You can have the spirit in church all around you and it never get in you. Amen. But we need the spirit of God in us to do something to our spirit. Wake it up and transform it. Amen. Educate it. Amen. And strengthen and enable it to live a holy and separated life in this present world. That's what God wants to do to renew us. Amen. And uh, that being done, he's going to qualify us for abiding in heaven's purpose. I'm going to quickly give you now three main things that should be followed according to Genesis 12, 1 through 4. And then we'll be done. Now, according to uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 4, if you intend on living by faith, you need to, amen, follow these three main things in your life. This is the question, though, as we are hearing them. What do courageous Christians follow after? Mm. Number one, courageous Christians follow God's promise into the unknown. See, the complacent are going to say something and the courageous are going to say something. Here's what the complacent say about following God's promise into the unknown. Quote, stick to the status quo. But the courageous in God say, grab your stuff and let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's how we got to do it. The Holy Ghost will enable us to do that. When everybody around you, Sam Ballard and all his cousins, are saying, stick to the status quo. God is saying, grab your stuff and let's go. Amen. So, number one, courageous Christians. Follow God's promise into the unknown. My God, why should we do this? Because we want to live by faith. Why should we live by faith? Because we want to be connected to God. Why should we want to be connected to God? Because we want a righteous life in God so that after this finite life on earth is come to pass, we will already have everlasting life already burning and churning and being transformed by that power within us that works in the church according to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Amen. World without end. So when we're done with this life, absent from the body, we will be what? Present with the Lord. Amen. Already having our everlasting life working on us right here and right now. I put up on Facebook according to our biblical reading for the day. I was inspired. I said, you know what? We have dual citizenship. Amen. As Christians, when we're born again, ever since I was nine years old, amen, some 52 years ago, thank God, I was not only an earthling, but a heavenlying. Amen. <laughs> thank God. I'm a, I'm a citizen of the earth, but I'm a citizen of glory now. Amen. And my real citizenship is heaven. And the one who's in charge of heaven is going to break open the sky and come down and snatch me up and take me on in there. Amen. Are we going to be ready for that? Yes, yes. Thank God we got to be courageous. Yes, 
If we don't know about heaven, you know, we going, cracking open the sky, going on up there, that's unknown to us. We got to live through this unknown stuff here down on this earth. And God, God is saying, uh, 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 put down your comforter and come on over here. Amen. Uh, to the deep waters. And we can't be afraid. If God is saying, do it, it's, it, it's going to be all right. Thank God. Yes, it's unknown. Yes, it don't feel, you know, normal. But that's the new normal. You got to get used to it. Amen. But God is saying, wear that life like a loose garment. Don't get too used to it. Because I'm going to, amen, lift you up a little higher after that. Amen. So let's look at number two. Three main things to follow. Number two, courageous Christians follow God's power against the impossible. Courageous Christians follow God's power against the impossible. Remember, complacent people are going to say something and the courageous people got to have something to say back. Amen. Here's what complacent people are going to say. It can't be done. Here's what courageous people in God say. With God, the battle is already won. You hear that? Ah, yeah. oh, hallelujah. We got a rhyme and reason yeah. for every season. Hallelujah. The complacent are going to say it can't be done. The courageous people better rise up, amen, and say, with God, the battle is already won, amen. But you got to have the Holy Ghost when you say that, amen. God of heaven has already given you the vision, amen, and the know-how and the strength and encouragement to move forward to take a first step. He may not show you all the steps, but at least he gave you the first few steps that you need to get going. Then when you're in the middle of those, he's already preparing you for the next steps. Amen. That's how God is. He's unfolding, unfolding, unfolding. We stay in God to get to the conclusion of the matter. Amen. Amen. Here's number three. Three main things to follow. If you intend on living by faith, that is. What do uh, uh, courageous Christians follow after? Number three. Courageous Christians follow God's plan for the future. Courageous Christians follow God's plan for the future. Don't forget. Complacent people are going to have something to say, aren't they? Courageous people, we better be ready. Here's the complacent people when they hear that, uh, that we got to follow God's plan for the future. Complacent people are going to say, it's about now and it's about me. They don't care about the future. They care about right here and right now. I want my pie in the sky and I want it right now, said Reverend Ike. See, it's about now and it's about me. Here's the courageous people in God. It's about the future and my family. Think about it. It's not just yourself. But you are thinking about others. Think of others more highly than you would think of your own self. We are here to build each other up in the most holy faith. Oh, you thought when you came to church it was about you. You were the most important person. No, God is because he's going to help you to help somebody else. God said a new commandment I give you that you ought to love one another as what I have loved you. Jesus laid down his Amen. Investments and his venue and came down here to save our raggedy selves. But all we are stuck on is vestments and venues. And God's trying to save us from those two idols. Yes. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord. My, my, it's about the future and my family. Yes. You better think about uh, the conclusion of what thing you are sowing into. You're going to reap that thing. It's going to sprout up later. What are you doing right now? And how is it going to affect you later? Not just you, because the devil don't just want you. He wants everybody around you. 
and your cousins and the rest of them down the road, all your children and grandchildren, great-grands. He wants the whole clan. Yes, he does. He wants all of you, all of us. My God. He's looking in the future, and he's seeing, oh, no, they're going to try to advance the kingdom of God. If I let that anointing one grow, oh, no, I got to make them complacent. I got to make them hungry and thirsty after secular humanism. I got to make them uh, think God is not good enough. I got to make God distaste. So I don't want them saying, oh, taste and see that God is good. Oh, taste and see that God is bad. And the devil got his own Bible. So he's going to try to get in there through monkey wrenches and curves and just stop the program and make it all about us and our narcissistic mentalities. Make us gas lighters, my God, ghosting God. Going after the worldly stuff. My God. It's about now and it's about me. Forget about all this manner and where it's got us headed. I need some meat. I need some barbecue. Be careful what you ask. And you think you're blessed. Ooh, we got a blessing. We got knee-high barbecue all around town. All up in the camp. My God. And before they could floss, their teeth were good. Folks start dying because of sin in the camp. Because they was all about flesh, meat, pun intended by God. God is a pun prophet. Amen. Y'all want meat? Here go to meat. You're living by the flesh? Here goes some flesh. Go ahead. Help yourself. Buffet. But it's headed the wrong way. My God. Leading to destruction. And some of us are getting some kind of blessing. We think it's a blessing. But it's only the rope that we have, amen, made for our own self. And we're going to, amen, hang the noose around our neck and hang ourselves with our own devices. We are, amen, living by the stomach, the belly for meat, and meat for the belly. God shall destroy both it and them, yeah, yeah. the Bible said. Amen. Yeah. You got to learn how to cease from sin. Yeah. Amen. Yes. This finite feeling. I got the feeling, but it's a finite feeling. But I need Jesus. He's more than a feeling. Thank God. He goes past the soul into the spirit. Thank God. Well, it's not about feelings. It's about, amen, covenant, loyalty, having a made-up mind, amen, not based on pushing buttons in your flesh and feelings. So then you can have delayed gratification and think about the future. Then you won't think about yourself. You'll think about how, this, how is this thing going to affect everybody around me? Which is why I eat crow at work all these 31 years. Going through hell and high waters. Because I'm thinking about my babies. I got my babies all up on my desk. Amen. When I go through hell, I look at them. I say, oh, no, I better not do that. What I do right now is going to affect all of them. The posterity of a holy heritage is at stake. And I'm going to amen. Be cautious as to what I am thinking, as to what I am feeling, and how I'm going to make a plan in my heart based on some hurt in this finite world. I'm thinking about eternity. Amen. God is going to help me lift up out of this thing. Amen. And walk in the spirit. And when I walk in the spirit, I don't have to, amen, give in to the lust of the flesh. And it's not going to control me how to think and how to retaliate. My God, they cuss me out. I could cuss you out one better. Amen. was a time in college I was trying to get into the cuss fest. I had my taste of it. My God. God gave me a, a mouth to talk. Amen. A brain to think. Heart to communicate. 
But it wasn't to be damned by Satan to go into some cuss fest. And one of my Christian friends, even though he wasn't all that either, but he reminded me, he said, that's, that's not you. And I said, who the blankety blank you think you are? You don't know who the blankety blank I am. He'll tell me what the blankety blank. He said, oh my goodness. But then, of course, God didn't let me sleep good at all until he wrung out the, the rag, my filthy rag, until there was no more liquid of sin left in it. Amen. Dried me up of that mess. All I was doing was, amen, giving in to seducing spirits and pain that I experienced. Domestic pain will do stuff to you. My God, dysfunction in the family what will do stuff to you. Amen. And if you don't, amen. Uh, go to the council of the Most High God where Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God. That's not where I put my affections. I put my affections below on the earth and then I start doing earthly things. What else are you going to do? But when I gave my heart all the way to Jesus, every little bit, amen, I began to see my friends. Then they started turning, my Christian friends on campus started turning and doing other things. Amen. And then I went back to God. It's like, oh, oh, what happened? I, yeah, I went back to God. Amen. So y'all go on ahead and do whatever y'all doing. Uh, I'm not a part of that plan. I'm going on to get better with my God. I came on this campus with God. Somehow I got a little lost, but I found myself back again. Jesus helped me to get back on track. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. It was hoochie to the left, hoochie to the right. Amen. But amen, I, I did not, amen, go into Jezebel's camp. Amen. I could have easily, amen. Thank God, but God turned me around and didn't let nothing happen. Amen. Amen, amen. When it could have happened, it didn't happen. Amen. Thank God I'm looking for it. It wasn't found. Amen. <laughs> then when they were looking for it, I couldn't be found. God didn't let it happen. Amen. I thank God for that. I say, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Hallelujah. Hey. I just want to thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Hallelujah. So I want to be one of God's courageous. Amen. I've been there. I've tasted a little something, something. And it's, it's unpalatable. Amen. And God is saying if you keep going with that and get all used to it and comfortable in it, it's just going to lead to death. And God is saying, no, turn around. I'm going to pick you up, turn you around. Haven't I given you better than this? You don't like the pig pen. Come on out of there. God is extending his hand. And a couple of times I slapped God's hand. I said, no, I'm looking like a punk out here, God. I got to keep on keeping up. He said, oh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Then one day I reached up and grabbed his hand. He pulled me on out of that mess. Amen. Amen. I said, my father got better for me. What am I doing here? My God. I got out of that mess. Amen. Hey, he'll pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah. Place your feet yes. on solid ground. Yes, he will. And he put courage in my heart. Then I didn't let the world and them, amen, dictate who I'm going to be. God dictated who I'm going to be. That's why I say when kids go away from home, they can't say, well, my mommy and daddy don't want me doing that. That's a pretty weak argument. Because they're going to turn you away from mommy and daddy. They're going to do like the scripture said. Haters and, and disobedient to parents. Dishonoring parents. My God. Lovers of parties and pleasures. These are the perilous times. And people are diving into that stuff. And woe to us who want to go against that. 
People are going to punk you. They're going to make a joke out of you. If you're courageous enough to withstand all of that, you can stand in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Ghost. He's going to help you to have something to say right back to them. Don't let your good be evil spoken of. Don't get all sucked in with the complacency of this age of narcissistic people. Amen. They're gaslighters. My God. They don't care about the end result. But God will give you wisdom to care about the end result. Where is this going to lead me to, Lord? And God will pick you up and turn you around. Then you'll start living for the future. See, God wants to use you and I to accomplish what? His heavenly purpose. Yes. Our readiness is related to our relationships. Think about it. Our readiness to accomplish Heaven's purpose is related to our relationships. The quality of our thoughts and relational interactions with all levels of family, extended family, you know, and everybody. Our friends, our associates, all are included in our thoughts and our relational interactions. You know, somebody could say something hurtful to you about you Decades ago, and it's still ringing in your head. Amen? Somebody know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. And that thing keep reverberating in your head. My God. There was a girl I thought I wanted to have as a, a, a wife one time. Amen? In the house of God. And God must have made me look ugly to her. Fine as I am. I don't care. I'm, I know I'm fine. I don't need her to tell me that. Thank God. I, it took me a long time to realize I was fine. I said, well, something must be wrong with me. You know? Thank you, Jesus. But you have to look at yourself and say, oh, no, I'm fine the way God made me. That's right. And she told me, uh, worry about all them waves in the hair, like grease behind your ear and everything. And then to this day, when I watch my face, I said, dog, it's grease behind my ear. You know, I'm trying to tell y'all, you're a human. People are going to say something that's going to stay in your heart. And these people uh, were endearing to you, so uh, you kind of opened up, you know, your heart. And then when uh, the devil could use them to say something and sting you a little bit. True. And then you're going to have a low esteem about yourself. And now you're going to depend on everybody, how they're going to validate you. How I look. How I sound. How, how am I? And they're going to grade you to bring you up. Jesus should be the one lifter up of your head. Not everybody, uh, Jim and Harpo and everybody around town, no. Let God be the one. God began to say, let me counsel you. And he's delivering me from the voice of the enemy that he used in folk to try to bring me down, to low rate myself. And then when you get low rated by the enemy, then you don't have any kind of quality about yourself. And then you're just going to take anything that comes and don't, amen, give any resolve to, amen, slowing down and, and kind of checking things out first. Oh, that'll do. We just go with it. My God. But God is going to help us to have a more discriminate palate. Amen. <laughs> He's going to help you. Amen. To judge things. The good, the bad, and ugly of it. Amen. Whatever good is an acceptable and a perfect what? Will of God. He's going to help you to do what you should be doing the way he created you. Amen. He knows how you should. Amen. Walk your walk. Amen. He wired you up. He knows how to fire you up. Let him do it. It's about your relationships. 
See, the devil knows that. And all Adam had was who? Eve. My God. So the devil had one person to work on to get to Adam. Look at that. See how that works? But look, it was still Adam's fault because he let stuff happen. He was there first. He should know how to govern himself and govern his household. But he let the devil come right on in. Let him come in. He let him talk and have powwows. Think the devil did one little conversation. That's not how the devil works. He works slowly. He give you a little C, little C, little C, little C. Then up come a big old forest. And then he tore her down. Thank God. See, a moment in time could have been weeks. Man walked around the face of the earth. Amen. It took him a while to do all that naming, all of that stuff. Doing all of those jobs God gave him to do. And the devil also had a job to counter so, to go against the will of God. So it took him a while, a minute to do all that. The devil's going to work on family, friends, and associates to get to us. We better stay prayed up. We better know the spirit. Judge it by the what? Word of God. We better know the word of God by saying I know the God of that word. Not just picking up a page and know how to go through and Oh, I know where everything is. But do you know the author of the one that put all that stuff in there? Mm -hmm. Talk to him. He's going to be the revealer of the truth of that word. Yes. Just because you're reading and know phonics don't mean you can comprehend it. Because yes. when God comes in, uh, darkness can't comprehend light. Mm -hmm. It's going to be two camps. Either going to be in fellowship with God or outside of fellowship with God. Right. You're going to come into an understanding of the truth. You can always be learning and never come into the knowledge. That means you don't want anything to do with it. I know about it, but I'm not going to submit myself to all of that. But we need to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. Then God will enable us to resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. Amen. Thank God. Amen. So we got to watch these relationships we get. How will you respond to God because of these relationships? It's going to, amen, cause now a certain effect of how you approach God. Maybe you're not even thankful for who you are. Maybe you are praying uh, prayers of covetousness. Oh, God, help me to be more like, be at the nerve of us, right? Instead of saying, God said, come, and everything, what, give thanks? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We are not thankful for what we are, who we are in God. We want something else. God, why you gave me that nose? Gosh, you could have gave me that other kind of nose, Jesus. Why you gave me unibrow for, gosh, God, you know. Just take a little raisin and cut there. Gosh, don't make be all mad at God. Hairs grow, they can't be cut. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you don't have some hair, buy some. Get to keep the receipt. Thank God. Thank God people doing all kinds of stuff. Buying hips when they don't have them. All kind of things going on. Too much foot having some of it cut off. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank God. But let's not get all crazy. That could be an idol. Amen. Because you got folks living for plastic surgery. And they don't know when to stop. It become like a drug. But there's some minimal things you can do. Amen. You got too many hips, run them off. Amen. Walk them off. They say walking does a body good. Walking better than running. Amen. I read some books about it. Amen. Thank God. Eat right. Eat right according to your body's specifications. What that person eating may not be good for your body. Amen. Your DNA is different from that person. We got to start eating because of DNA. Not because of uh, the FDA. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Don't trust the FDA. Be not submitted, therefore, to God. They're all about the dollar-dollar bill. Amen? Yes. And they're going to keep you sick because they're shaking hands with the, the, the medicine people. They want you to be sick so they could keep cha-ching. Oh, another sick one. Oh, here go your, your copay. It's just making the whole world get sick. I looked at this documentary about uh, people who are living a hundred years or more and things they are doing. What do they do different from everybody else? And it was a pretty interesting, intriguing uh, documentary. I think it was on Netflix. And I looked at uh, most of it in a these people have a certain way to eat, a certain way to keep moving. They keep doing exercises and whatnot. Amen. They're not, amen, murmuring all the time. They're trying to live a peaceful life. All of that is coming from out of the word of God. God already told us to do these things. But do we listen to God? No, he don't know enough to know about my body. He don't know enough to know about my mind. He don't know enough to know about how I should treat my family and my finances. He don't know enough. So we go to social gurus. Will you allow the power of God's grace to revive you, to be an active participant that advances the Heavenly Father's kingdom? God already has a kingdom and how to order it and establish it. But are we willing to submit to the Lord of that kingdom? See, the courage to live by faith entails following God's promise into the unknown. Don't forget that. His power against the impossible. And his plan for the what? Future. Amen. By submitting to the power of his transforming grace, we can make righteous choices. That's the only way that's going to happen. Here's a last good thought. God's righteous choices are the best and right choices to make. Amen. God's what? Righteous choices are the best and right choices to make. Lord, we need the courage to live by what? Faith. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.